We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. DFS MLB Podcast Wednesday Edition. Hi there, baseball fans. I'm Paul Bruno, and I'm joined once again by John McKechnie, and we're back together after my DNP from last week due to illness. John, it's great, truly great to be back with you, and I'm a bit more pumped after seeing the plans unfold for Rotowire's annual trek to Las Vegas later this summer. We'll be hanging out at Caesars Palace, and to me, that's one of the granddaddies of them all in terms of the hotels that I prefer out there and in the center of the Strip, so really well located. Always a great time, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I'm... I'm so pumped. You know, I always look forward to it. It's something I look forward to every year. But, you know, once you kind of get that sort of confirmation email that, yeah, it's it's kind of around the corner, that's when you really start getting pumped. And the fact that we're going to Caesars, you know, we've been to some great spots uh, the past few years with the Cosmo and the Aria. But, you know, the Caesars, I've never been there. I'm really excited to go, uh, as always. But th- this should be an even better trip than, than even the years past. Looking forward to it, man. And we're going to hang out. And I'm also going to introduce you to my son, who's making the trip he's been having a ball reporting oh, yeah, he's on, been killing it on the nba side and he's just been a dynamo on the dfs too so i'm um, right looking on. forward to having him meet you and you guys and maybe you can take him under your wing as you you guys tour the strip but i don't know if i should trust you though yeah as long yeah i mean you saw me out there last year you know <laughs> you were it's on up fire to you. <laughs> <laughs> all right john before we get into our breakdown of top fan duel picks for tonight's games i invite our listeners to follow me paul bruno at statsman 22 and you can follow john who's a great follow uh, particularly in, in the college sports scene and he knows his baseball inside and out as you've heard from these pods at johnny mckex now uh we'll take uh, our listeners through the projected starters john uh, why don't you take us through the five game, games that begin at 7.05? We're going to ignore the earlier starts. Okay, yeah. So tonight's tonight's main slate is a little bit smaller. We got a good good bit of uh, day games going, so that kind of narrows our focus a little bit. I think that's going to help our uh, picks for tonight. But starting us off here, we got the Orioles with Wade Miley taking the hill. Uh, he left his last start early, so his arm should be fresh. But you know, he did have a, a bit of a wrist contusion there. Uh, going to the Nationals, uh, going against Steven Strasburg. Uh, Nationals are relatively heavy favorites here at uh, minus one sixty five over under at checking in at eight that's a 705 start uh then we got the indians with danny salazar taking the hill uh road favorites in toronto in your house paul 
I'll be uh, there. going against against the Blue Jays in Francisco Liriano. Uh, as as I mentioned, the Indians are minus one fifty six favorites, and the over under sitting at eight. Uh, then we have the Cardinals with Lance Lynn going on the hill, two oh four ERA. So they are a slight road favorite down in Miami. Go, uh, going against the Marlins and Tom Kohler. That's a seven ten start. Uh, over under checking in at eight as well. Uh, then we have the Royals with Jason Hamill, uh, one and three mark, five five three ERA, going to Tampa to face their ace Chris Archer. Uh, so the Rays are very heavily favored in this one, uh, minus one eighty three, with a relatively low over under at seven and a half. It's a seven ten start. And then we have the Padres with Luis Perdomo uh, going to Texas to face their ace in uh, U Darvish, uh, who's carrying a three and two record with a two seven six ERA. Uh, the Rangers are very heavily favored, just like the Rays at minus one ninety seven. The over under there is eight and a half. All right, and I'll take us through the remaining four games, John. Uh Phil Hughes bringing the 4-1 and one record of 4-32 ERA into Chicago White Sox uh, visiting uh, uh, Chicago. And Derek Holland takes the mound for the, the Sox. He's got a 3-2 and two record with a 2-0-2 ERA. These guys are both pitching better than their uh, usual rates. So it's interesting to note that. But I expect a fireworks in this one. Uh, the over-under set at 8.5 runs. The line in favor of the White Sox at one, minus 128-10 start. Then the Boston Red Sox plug in Kyle Kendrick. Uh, He was blown out in his earlier start. They're in Milwaukee against Chase Anderson, who's been a real revelation for me this year. Uh, He's got a 2-0 record, but pitched very, very consistently beyond those two wins, and he's sporting a 280 ERA. His club is favored. Minus 115 is the line, and the over-under set at 9 for that 8-10 start. Then the Tigers put... uh, Boyd in in play against Arizona and the Zach Godley. Uh, that's a 9.40 start, favoring the home side narrowly by a minus 115. And uh, the over-under set at 10 runs. They're expecting some runs in that one. I'm also expecting runs in the later matchup uh, on the slate. The Pittsburgh Pirates putting J- Chad Cool on the mound. He's been uh, sporting a 5.54 ERA against the Dodgers. Kenta Maeda, who we talked about before we went to air, he's put together a couple of pretty good starts, showing me that he might be getting into form, and he's certainly backed by one of the most potent offenses in uh, baseball, John. We'll talk about them a little bit later, too. The Dodgers, heaviest favorite on the board at minus 220, and the over-under set at 7.5 for that 10-10 start. All right, let's get into this uh, week's FanDuel lineup uh, situations, John, by uh, starting as we normally do, taking a, a look at the top end of the starting pitchers board. All right, so starting us off, we have you Darvish. He's priced $600 ahead of the next highest priced guy, uh, but it, it's with good reason. He's pitching in his home park, and he's he's been uh, extremely solid to start the year. He has only one non-quality start since opening day, uh, and he's facing a Padres team that's you know bottom of the barrel. Uh, I think they're 29th in weighted on base uh, over the last two weeks in in all of baseball, and you know that re- it's all reflected. Uh, his win probability is reflected in that over under in the air, uh, in the money line there. So I really think that the Rangers have a good shot of getting the win here uh, for Darvish, and I, I think that he could definitely uh, shut down that Padres offense i don't think that's particularly hard to do strasburg uh he's been excellent as well he's you know averaging just under 40 points per start on FanDuel, but he does face a, a relatively dangerous uh baltimore offense uh, i do like chris archer a lot here at 10-4 um he's going against a royals offense that uh surprisingly has been even worse you know that's kind of hard to do even worse than the Giants and the Padres offenses over the last two weeks very anemic offense Archer's averaging over nine strikeouts uh, over his last three home starts so he's obviously uh, finding his groove at the trop Uh, so I think any of these guys are are worth considering obviously you save 800 uh, by using Archer so I I would probably lean towards him in cash games but you Darvish I couldn't blame you using for using him as well in cash yeah i'm surprised you left danny salazar out of this discussion maybe you saved it for me and in, in a dry way to to get in my, in my grill a little bit john but i'll have to yeah. go out and talk talk about him he's put together five pretty good starts in a row and particularly impressive on the road where he comes into toronto tonight he's piling up the strikeouts at better than one uh, much better than one an inning and and he faces a jays offense that let's face it they're missing the heart of their team there so i think this screams out as a, a really solid play in the top end of the board uh the, the the cleveland offense certainly also capable of putting up some big numbers so the win probability here is high in favor of the visiting starter danny salazar in my opinion that pains me to say that i i hate you john <laughs> let's go 
going to the next here, uh, looking at 8,900 down to 8,000. We got five names in here, including one guy that I think I'll be on. And I talked about two of these pitches earlier. Why don't you take it over from me? All right, so we we have a pretty significant drop off here. The the tiers are very much set. So we we just mentioned those top guys, and then it's a twelve hundred dollar drop down to the next guys. Lance Lynn uh, of the Cardinals, averaging over thirty five Fanduel points uh, per start. He's I think he's put together four quality starts in a row by my count. Uh, going against a Marlins team that you know occasionally they can give. Uh, opposing pitchers fits but you know for, it feels like for each one of those outings that they, they kind of lay an egg uh so lynn uh on the road i like his chances there i'll let you get into kenta maeda a little bit going against the hapless pirates uh, and then moving down we've got chase anderson 8300 uh i don't think you want any part of the pitching in this game um it, it's good it's at home it's at miller park uh it's going against the red Sox. uh i think there's just going to be a ton of runs from both teams uh, this evening. So I, I have a hard time justifying using either of them, even if Chase Anderson actually has been pretty solid to start this year. And then uh, Francisco Liriano, I think that, that er, he's going against the Indians. Indians, I think those bats are going to wake up sooner rather than later. Um, Liriano, I think, only has one quality start to his credit uh, thus far this season. So I, I would be off of him, even though he is relatively cheap at 8,000. Yeah, and I, Wade Miley, too. Yeah, you mentioned Chase Anderson. He started the season very, very impressively. But I think he's regressing more to the norm, giving up four earned runs in each of his last two starts. But Kenta Maeda is my guy in this range. John, uh, I noted that he's backed by one of the more potent offenses in the major leagues in, in uh, the Dodgers. And he's got his game going in the last couple of starts, pitching very, very impressively. 16 strikeouts over 12 innings and only allowing three total runs earned in that span and, and only eight hits. So I think he's rounding into form that we no more normally would expect of him. And you also mentioned that the Pittsburgh Pirates not offering much in the way of off- offensive opposition. And also their starting pitcher is one of the lowest rated on the board in Chad Cool, who I covered off earlier. So all these things point to uh, Kenta Maeda receding for the win. And I'm certainly going to include him in a lot of my lineups tonight uh, as I go forward. Uh, John, what about some of the the rest of the board here? Below 8,000, we got Derek Holland, but then it dropped to 6,900 to Matt Boyd and on down into some guys that you might be really looking at as uh, tournament plays more than anything else. I think Holland is, is really worth consideration here at, at 7,900. Uh, I know that, he, that that 202 ERA isn't going to isn't going to last for forever, but you you do kind of have to like the matchup here a little bit. The, the Twins, I believe, are 24th in the majors against uh, left-handed pitching as far as weighted on base is concerned. I think that's a pretty significant thing. You know, now that we're over a month into the season, so uh, they do struggle against southpaws a little bit more than you might expect with all the right-handed power that that lineup does provide. Uh, you do worry about Holland getting the, the requisite uh, run support that, you, that you'd want, but I think he's, a, he's at least a safe bet to get a quality start for you. Um, so in a tournament, I think that that's certainly helpful. Uh, and I think, you know, Really, if you if you're going uh, past him on the board, it, you're really just kind of throwing a dart. Uh, Zach, that Zach Godley versus Matt Boyd game out in Arizona, I, I expect a ton of runs uh, from that game. Uh, Tom Kohler, I, he's hard to trust at this point. Phil Hughes as well, and then Perdomo going to Texas. I think that you know, uh, just in general, uh, you shouldn't really go much lower than Holland for this evening. Absolutely, I put a big red X through. The, the roster here from Chad Cool on down. I, I can't make a case for any of these guys. And if they ever receipt for a win, any one of these guys, you're certainly talking about a, a high-end quality uh, tournament play. But I haven't mm-hmm. got the guts to do that tonight, not, not <laughs> with some of the other options on the board. No. John, before we go forward with the rest of our, uh, our stuff here, we've got to give a nod to FanDuel. And so I want to do that right now. And that is uh, a chance to talk about our sponsor for the whole season and reminding all of you that we, we're enjoying the fact that baseball is back and the wait's been over for a while, which means FanDuel's back and it's better than ever. Uh, in terms of FanDuel, you get fantasy baseball for everyday fans. There's new contests starting every day. Don't bust at seasons. Just pick a contest, choose your team, and compete against each other. 
And uh, new this year, they've upgraded the experience with late swap contests. And this has been a bonanza for me. You can edit your players right up to the start time of their individual games. No more worrying about a late lineup scratch or a sudden storm. Non-late swap contests are still available too. And there's updated scoring where quality starts are added to the pitcher's scores. So you have more control over their own performances. And uh, there's a friends mode where you can create a league for your friends. Choose the days you play each week. There's contests that will be created automatically for you. And there's a leaderboard that keeps track of how you're all stacking up against each other for those all-important bragging rights. Now, John, uh, I've started to get into more and more of this fan- fantasy baseball stuff as we got more of a track record on on uh, the batters and pitchers around the league. It's really been helpful for me. How are you finding it as we get a little bit more into the season? Yeah, it's it's really been great so far, and I do like the new scoring elements and uh, in, in, in the late swap feature. I think that that's really helpful, especially earlier in the season when when especially those games in the Midwest uh, tend to kind of have uh, iffy weather. You know, Minnesota and Chicago both have been kind of examples of, of just all these rainouts, and obviously you see uh, Colorado the other day with their uh, just hailstorm. Uh, so I, I do like that feature. I, I've been doing pretty well uh, thus far this season on FanDuel. I did have a good lineup uh, last night. I had some Mookie bets, but unfortunately, I also had Drew Pomeranz. It, it was a tournament, and uh, you know he got shelled for five runs, uh, so that did not help my cause. I did not cash in that particular tournament, but otherwise, uh, I am up for the season, so I am enjoying it uh, to this point. Yeah, I am too, John, so uh, I look forward to having more success as the season progresses because we get more of a line on on who's really hot and who's really not, and uh, that really helps me build my roster. And I also like to point out that I want to have at least one guy or two in the latest game in the schedule because you want to be in position to get, catch up if you're trailing and certainly yes. have some protect yourself. Uh, as I saw in the last tournament that I played uh, with Rotowire, you were telling me before I even had a chance to look that I was at the top of the heap uh, in the early going, yeah. about an hour and a half in. But man, oh man, when the late starts came rolling in, I got pushed further and further down the ladder and I missed the money by a pretty healthy margin as it turned out. So <laughs> you've really got to have somebody to protect yourself in the late going, I find, and, right. and been a factor for me. So uh, I'm sure that uh, we can we can come up with other tips, and we will during the course of the season, but that's the one that I'm offering today. Uh, we'll remind everybody to have all the fun that baseball, fantasy baseball has to offer. FanDuel, be sports rich. Sign up today and go to fanduel.com slash RW. There's a special offer for new users. Deposit today and you'll get a free six-month Rotowire subscription plus five free entries. That's up to fifty dollars in value to try a variety of sports on FanDuel. That's FanDuel.com slash RW. All right, John, let's get into our position player picks, starting with the guys behind the plate. Who do you like in that top tier? Well, uh, this kind of goes to show you uh, how how deep catcher is tonight, as in not at all. When the when the exactly. top guy on the board is thirty one hundred, it's Victor Martinez, and I think he's certainly worth that thirty one hundred price tag. And I, I like him better than pretty much any of these other top options. But you know, you drop down Russell Martin's hurt, and uh, so you got uh, Yadi Molina, Alex Avila. Um, those are those are guys that are three thousand and twenty nine hundred uh, respectively. Uh, the guy that really stands out f- for me from this sort of upper, upper echelon among the catchers is Matt Wieters. Yeah. Um, he's hitting 500 uh, with a 1.645 OPS and two home runs against left-handed pitchers uh, this season. And, we're, you know, he's going to be going against a guy in Wade Miley and going against his own old team. Uh, and Wade Miley exited his last start after getting hit by, by two consecutive comebackers. So it, it's it, it's hard to trust that he's going to be at full on hundred percent, even though, you know, he's coming off a start in which he didn't throw so many pitches, but I really like weeders a lot at that 2,900 price range. If you can squeeze him in. Yeah. I love that call John too. In fact, he's my favorite in this range. And I mean, I think the ownership's going to be high on a guy like Yaddy Molina. So I'm going to shy away from him. He's hot right now. Uh, maybe the hottest guy among this, this top group of five batters, but I'm looking like you at Matt weeders as the play of the day. Russ Martin, of course, on the injured list for the blue Jays. So don't go there for sure. And V-Mart, too, is another guy I shy away from. Uh, and Alex Avila uh, in Detroit also, uh, I think, is, is not worth the play, given no. uh, I, I like these two other guys much more uh, in this range. We drop down. Also, Wellington Castillo, we can also mention he's another guy that, that might be worth a play in that Beltway series. I think he, he might still be hurting. Oh, that, okay, he, you're right. He's either eligible he today is, or tomorrow. You're right. There's a note on him that I just saw as I was... As I was 
pausing there. So you're quite right about that. So we'll avoid. But you don't want Caleb Joseph. You don't want his backup. No, no, not (laughs) at all. So we, I think we've covered off the two best guys in that range. If we take the rest of the guys in the 2,900 down to 2,500, John, are there any flyers worth mentioning in this grouping for you? Um, down in this range, uh, Luke Roy is always a guy that I, that I consider. I still think that he's just still such a quality hitter that at at some point it, you know, he's got to progress to the mean His his batting average on balls in play has to, you know, get closer to that league average of 300. So I think that Luke Roy against Perdomo certainly worth, uh, he's more of a boomer bust type of guy that that as compared to uh, real Muto, who's more of a, a cash game. Uh, he's got a nice floor, but he's not, you know, you're not expecting him to get you your 20 points or whatever, but I do like Rio Muto's floor enough to where I am considering using him uh, at 2,700 as well. Yeah, while I doubted uh, friends, uh, Kenta Maeda earlier, I was going to go on the other side of that matchup to Francisco Cervelli. This is one of the guys who is at the higher end of the on-base uh, rankings for the catcher position. So based on that, I think he's, he's worth a look, at least in the $2,800 price tag. And he's coming in on a five-game hit streak, so one of the hotter bats behind the dish with a couple of multi-hit efforts in that, in that uh, string, too. And he gets on base and scoring some runs lately as well. He walks a bit, so you're going to get some points from him. It's just a matter of uh, finding good value in this range and this guy might fit the bill there Luke Roy you mentioned is another guy that I really like in this grouping he's a guy that last year at this time we were talking about him almost in the same breath as Buster Posey he's certainly fallen off that range a little bit but but he's still protected by a pretty good offensive lineup despite the fact the Rangers are floundering a bit in the early going they're due for a breakout soon and and Luke Roy could be a part of that so for 2700 or 2800 bucks there's a couple of options here that do make sense in terms of suppliers that would be healthy looks in tournament play John, let's swing over to the first base position. And at the top of the heap, we've got uh, Paul Goldschmidt, Matt Carpenter, Ryan Zimmerman, Eric Thames, and Miguel Cabrera. Take a look at those five guys. And who would you like the best of that grouping? Um, I, I, I'd have to lean on Goldschmidt is probably my, my play of the day. Um, I think that, you know, he draws the, draws the lefty righty matchup. Yeah. Uh, he's at home and you know, it's n- not a particularly quality left-hander that he's going to be going against. I think Arizona is going to push a ton of runs across the board. I think that's kind of, uh, one of the themes of, of my lineup that we'll get into later. Um, so 4,600, I think it's totally worth it for a ballpark where the ball flies out almost as well as it does at cores. Um, and you, you, you know, it, you're not paying 5,000 for Goldschmidt. You're paying uh, 4,600. So I really like that. I think Carpenter's a smidge overpriced at 4,500. I know he's been uh, playing better of late, uh, but I, I'd, I'd still, for a hundred dollars more, I'm going to try to fit in Goldschmidt. Uh, Zimmerman, he draws a lefty. Uh, I do like the Nationals a good bit today against Miley. I don't think that stacking against him is is a bad idea at all. Um, I do like Eric Thames a lot as well at 4,100. I think that there's going that. That game and the Detroit-Arizona game, I think, are going to be two of the higher-scoring ones uh, on the docket. I think Kyle Kendrick is is due to just get blown up. I don't see him lasting particularly long against that Brewers lineup. Yeah, I love love the calls that you made on Goldschmidt and Zimmerman, particularly Zimmerman. He's been all-world so far this season and gets that righty-lefty matchup. So you bring in the hot stick against in that favorable uh, situation. I think uh, you save a few a few dollars on Goldie, who's just as a super pick, pick as well for the reasons you mentioned. But I'll save a couple hundred dollars in, in this range and pick him. Of course, you can also go with Eric Thames. I think one of those three guys has to be in, in uh, multiple of my my lineups tonight. Yep. So I'll be, I'll be hoping to fit one of those guys in. But ultimately, I went elsewhere for today's pick on the FanDuel board. We'll get to my guy in a little bit. Uh, uh, Carlos Santana leads the pack beyond the uh, below 4,000 at 3,900. Let's take a look down to 3,500 and Cody Bellinger in that grouping. There's five guys too. John, uh, what's your uh, slant on them? So we have we have Hanley, who's going to be hitting you know in the middle of that Boston order, 3,900. Um, as I mentioned, I think there's going to be a ton of runs in that game. Yeah. So definitely couldn't blame you if you went the Hanley route. Jose Abreu, um, you know, get, getting to see him in person the other night, that guy just hits everything yeah. extremely hard. It, it's really kind of remarkable to watch. Um, so uh, he, he gets a matchup against, uh, I believe, Phil Hughes, uh, certainly a guy that I think I think Abreu's appeal here is that people are going to be chomping at the bit to get in on that on that Miller Park game so yeah. there there's going to be a lot of Hanley and Thames in people's lineups so Abreu might not might not uh, get that ownership percentage particularly high so that that could really help set you apart I think Myers in Texas also is good but I have some Cody Bellinger stats you know we get we, we got to talk about this guy he's been you know <laughs> kind of like the 
uh, young guy, young uh, call up of the year uh, to this point. You know, he's going against Chad Cool, uh, so he gets the uh, righty lefty matchup there. He's OPSing uh, over a thousand, well over a thousand against right handers with all five of his home runs, and he's still only 3,500. So uh, he's going to be highly owned. Uh, he's more of a cash game consideration at this point right now. Uh, but Bellinger, you, you really can't go wrong. It, it's hard to bet against him right now. Yeah, you've got to look at the fact, too, he's producing almost 17 fantasy points a game in FanDuel play. That's leading the pack in this range and almost competitive with the Zimmerman. Well, certainly competitive with Zimmerman and even better than Goldie so far this year. So that's just how good mm-hmm. Bellinger has been. I love the call on Obreu in that matchup as a, a kind of contrarian play at the high end of the board for the reasons you suggested. I think that's a great bit of information. And Hanley Ramirez looks to me like he's just getting a bit warmed up and should be worth the value at $3,900. But I think he's going to be heavily owned. So I like, like the calls you made in this range, John. What about some of the guys a little bit lower? 3,400 Mitch Moreland, Edwin Encarnacion in Toronto. He's had a great series against the Jays at 3,300. And on down to three. Uh, let's go all the way down to the rest of the board, John, since there's only a few guys above 3,000 here. Yeah, it's really tough to, to justify not, not going for toward, towards the top end here. But Encarnacion, like you mentioned, he's having a nice series to start off there. And he's, he's back in his old stomping grounds. Uh, Mancini, he draws a pretty tough matchup here going against Strasburg. But when he's in the lineup, he's been producing. You know, he's at over 11 FanDuel points per game. Uh, I do like Chris Davis a little bit. If you, if you, uh, Chris Davis and Logan Morrison both at, at 2,900 and 2,800. If you really... Uh, need to need to save at first base you know say you're loading up on your outfield i think those guys give you the the sort of uh pop potential there and both of them are guys uh that are left-handed bats going against right right-handed pitchers that uh have um well strasburg's been good uh so uh both of those guys they get they get right-handed uh hitter or pitchers so i think that both of those guys make sense if you really want to uh kind of go off the beaten path as far as your first base play is concerned well, I, I'm going to say Edwin Encarnacion for me is a, is a play tonight uh, in, in our Rotowire League. I'm going to put him in there just because I view him at a bit, as a bit of a contrarian play. I know that there's guys at the top end that you highlighted that I think are going to be very very highly owned in our particular game this week. So I'm going to go with Edwin. I think he's had a great series in Toronto, as I mentioned, and he gets that righty-lefty matchup to boot this evening against Liriano, who has been a bit shaky, as you in, implied earlier on. So mm-hmm. love that matchup. And I'll also say another guy who's a candidate as a contrarian play is on the other side of that field and that's going to be Justin Smoke who's had a bit of a a revival in terms of my estimation of him I guess maybe it's because he's playing more regularly he looks more comfortable at the plate and and he's hitting for his requisite power but uh, I'd like to see him get on base a little bit more with the walks and and so on but I'll take a shot at his power stroke tonight for $2,800 in that matchup against Salazar and the Indians as a possible contrarian play in uh, in cash games uh, later on or tournament games rather later on tonight. Uh, over in the second base position, John, uh, a couple of injury notes atop the board. Brian Dozier with an ankle and Ian Kinsler with a hamstring. Apart from them, there are the likes of Danny Murphy, Dustin Pedroia, and Colton Wong at 3,500 and more. Uh, do you like any of those three guys tonight? Uh, Pedroia has been one of the one of the hottest hitting second basemen in baseball over the last two weeks. So I think at 3,500, uh, you know, he's a he'd be a, a key part of of your uh, Red Sox stack. I think I'm I'm going to try to build at least one lineup uh, where I have uh, three or four Red Sox and Pedroia. He always hits in a favorable part of that lineup. So uh, definitely couldn't fault you for using him. Uh, using Murphy against a left-hander. Murphy Murphy pretty much hits everybody, so it doesn't really matter uh, as much. But I, I think, you know, Pedroia, 600 less for, for a better matchup overall, on paper at least, uh, would, would make me consider him among these uh, higher-priced second basemen. Uh, but the way I've constructed my lineups to this point, I'm, I'm going down the board as far as my second basemen are concerned. Yeah, I am too, but I'll just make the case for Colton Wong, who he didn't touch on, and he's been hitting up a storm, very consistent, only been blanked once in his last 10 games. So I, I think you can make a case for his consistency at that price tag and throw him in, into a lineup if, uh, if you're so inclined. Beyond that, though, we're starting to get into players that might make more sense given the way that we favored a position such as first base. We need to go a little cheaper, and maybe this is one of the spots where we do it. We find D. Gordon at 3,300, Chris Taylor at 3,300, and let's take it on down to the bottom of this range, John, for any value plays that you might stick in there uh, and stick out at the end of the night. Well, I think it's interesting that Chris Taylor is up this high. I think he's at like 3,300. Uh, he's a guy that's obviously uh, been doing pretty well when given the opportunity. 
Um, he hit the grand slam the other night to kind of open things up in that blowout against Pittsburgh. But uh, I just, it's hard for me with the, with the, just the sort of lack of track record um, to really uh, pony up for him, especially in a, in a cash format. Um, I'll let you talk about VR here in a second. I think that, that he's uh, one of your guys for the evening. Yeah. Uh, but moving on down, uh, I don't like Jason Kipnis. Even at the 2700 price tag, you know, it makes you, you know, kind of chomp at the bit, uh, seeing as how, you know, he's, you know, he's Jason Kipnis and, and he's, you know, down here with sort of uh, these lesser known guys. Uh, Drury would have been in consideration, but uh, his his lefty righty splits are are a little bit uh, reverse, actually, um, compared to what you'd expect. So I, I as much as I do like the Diamondbacks today, I don't like Drury. I do like Brad Miller a little bit, though. He he connected on one uh, last night. I think he's a guy that, you know, he's, he's definitely a boomer bust, uh, type of pick, but going against Jason Hamill, uh, I think that using some rays tonight might, might not be too bad of an idea. At the last position, I went to a couple of guys who were on the opposite sides of the same game. I'm going to do that again in this range, John, with a couple of guys. That you're going to make me say his name, aren't you? Rugi Odor uh, <laughs> for Texas, $2,900. I'm shocked that the price tag is this low, but the fact of the yes. matter is he's off to a terrible start this season. And I think, you know, reminding people that he's in one of the band boxes, one of the Homer stadiums, Homer-friendly stadiums in the major leagues is worth noting tonight for him and his opposite number, Yangervi Solarte, for the same reason at $2,800. Both these guys are priced well below where I think they should be. Solarte's already got 20 RBIs to his name. But I also like Jonathan VR. You, le- you le- left him to, for me to talk about. Uh, this guy's hitting way below his pay grade as well. And I just think that he's due. And, and in that matchup that you highlighted that should be uh, friendly to the hitters, Kyle Kendrick is not a guy who scares anybody. And, and he's really a plug-in tonight for the Red Sox so uh, he's going to get plugged all right I think and and VR is going to be a reason why Uh, so I'm on him at $3,100 in this range in this position at the third base spot we got uh, Joey Gallo at the top of the board with Josh Donaldson Josh Donaldson still a ways away folks please do not go there as much as I would (laughs) like to Gallo though might be worth a look what about some of the other names at the top end of the board at the at the third base position John yeah the way that the third base uh you know uh, page kind of sets up is a little bit interesting because get you know we usually are seeing uh guys you know priced way up into the four thousands but a lot of those guys are going in the earlier portion of the day so that kind of leaves us with not ex- not necessarily the scraps but uh definitely not the uh not the elite options that we're used to seeing at the hot corner so gallo uh you know i'm not you know reinventing the wheel here by saying that he can hit a home run you know (laughs) his power is just unbelievable so uh he's definitely worth uh tournament consideration castellanos uh covers covers a plate extremely well i think he's a guy that that just makes very solid contact he's always near the top of the uh hard hit rate uh list so he's very consistent uh same goes for turner although there's really no home run upside with turner but i think that uh those dodgers are gonna be able to push across some runs and it seems like turner is always in the mix when they when that offense is clicking so i think turner for cash is a nice play uh i'm off of jake lamb today uh as much as i do like jake lamb him against a left-hander um you know really to the way that I could see you potentially benefiting from from playing Lamb is say the the Diamondbacks chase uh, Boyd uh, quickly enough to where they they have to bring in a right-handed reliever and you know they have to go to the pen for four innings or so. Uh, then I think Lamb can probably do some damage, but I don't expect him to do much damage against the lefty. So I'm off of him at 3,700 as far as my uh, upper tier uh, third baseman are concerned. Uh, I do like Miguel Sano a good bit as well. Uh, he's been one of the better hitting uh, third basemen over the last few weeks. Uh, he's He's coming off a one-game suspension, which I think uh, was stemmed from an incident against the White Sox. So um, he's a guy that is probably raring to to get back after uh, the White Sox. So 3,600 Sano is definitely uh, someone I'm considering as well. Yeah, and the names that you didn't mention that I will touch on, Manny Machado, this is a guy who I think lives for the moment, and he gets a really interesting matchup against Strasburg tonight, and I don't think he fears it at all. He's he's your team's best hitter, and and I think for $3,700, he's a little more pumped for this this series and this matchup 
than most games this season to date. So I look for him tonight. And I also like Jose Ramirez as uh, part of a Chicago sta- a Cleveland stack that might make sense against the Jays and their uh, port sider, uh, Liriano. Ramirez is hitting for power. He's hitting for average. And in the middle of that potent lineup, they're going to roll up a big score at, sooner or later. And it could well happen tonight. They hit a six spot last night, but it was a, uh, a nondescript six. I think they're, they're due for a breakout game uh, offensively. And, and tonight could be it against uh, the Jays. Uh, I'm, I'm not looking forward to being there to watch it, mind you. But... Uh, I hope it's a quick and dirty game if if they're going to lose it. John, what about what about some of the other guys in the 3500 to 3000 range? Uh, there's about six or seven guys in here. Um you know, these are guys that, you know, these are these are your sort of uh this is the last stop really before, you know, once you get to Evan Longoria at 3000, uh the the talent just drops off drastically. I think Martin Brado at at 2700 would be the sort of last guy I would think about using because uh, after that you drop down to 2500 range guys that uh either are on the DL or aren't even uh with the major league club at the moment. Um so Todd Frazier against Minnesota makes some sense. Uh Shaw again, you know, Harkening back to that to that boss or that Boston uh, Milwaukee game, and he gets to go against his former club, so maybe he's kind of an interesting play at, th- at thirty six hundred actually. But um, I, I'm not huge on any of these uh, thirty five to three thousand guys, uh, except for Longoria at three thousand. He's probably uh, my main consideration from this group. At, at, you know, because there's Rendon, Jerko, Mustakis, Harrison. I think Longoria out of that group. I think. Tampa sneakily pushes a good bit of runs across tonight uh, against the Royals. Well, I'm going to say Rendon is, is worth a mention here in this range, John. I like the fact that he faces Wade Miley. Uh, well, I like it for me. I don't like it for you. Miley, a bit shaky <laughs> yeah. of, uh, in terms of what we might expect coming off the injury issue, issues. And Washington's offense looks like it's in uh, revving up a little bit. So Rendon's been a part of that. And I might like him at $3,400. I find him to be most attractive in this range. Let's take a look now at the shortstop position, my friend. And the top of the board there features another guy in the 4,000-plus range. And that's Francisco Lindor against the aforementioned Blue Jays. Uh, Xander Bogarts at 3,800. We got a few guys. Let's talk about the four pack that are uh, $3,500 and more. Uh, let's see. So we have Lindor against Liriano, like we mentioned. Bogarts checking <coughs> in at 3,800. Uh, going against Milwaukee, another Boston guy that's always uh, in play for me. Uh, Trey Turner, uh, he's going to be going against Wade Miley, like we mentioned here. So he. You know, he's a, he draws the lefty-righty split that you like, but Miley's a little bit tough on uh, on base stealers, but Turner's not your average base stealer. No. So I, I, I know he did get caught stealing uh, earlier in this series, but, uh, you know, I think that he still has a ton of stolen base upside uh, this evening. And then uh, Corey Seager at 3,500. I'll, I'll kind of let you tee off on him, but I still... He's been, you know, throughout the season, every single podcast I've done, every time I've made a lineup, I still just feel like he's woefully underpriced for for what he brings to the table. Yeah, look at five home runs, 17 RBIs, bats left, so he gets a favorable matchup against the righties and uh, faces a guy tonight, uh, Cool, who's at the bottom end of the spectrum in terms of starting pitchers for uh, for anybody that goes tonight in in the games that we're looking at. So I, I at the top of the order in the La- potent Los Angeles lineup, all signs point to him having a productive evening. So I'm on him in a big way for $3,500, John. Uh, right. We got uh, a few guys in the 3,000s. We'll group them in with his value looks uh, the rest of the way here and uh, take it on down from Aledmus Diaz, Chris Owens. Troy Tulowiski's out of the lineup. Again, don't go there. So there's two guys above the 3,000. The rest are below. Anybody worth a look in this range for you? I do like Owings a good bit because I do like going with the with the Diamondbacks pretty heavily uh, this evening. Owings is a guy with uh, he's hitting 306 uh, with an OPS just under a thousand over the last two weeks, and he's hitting 351 with a 952 OPS against left-handers overall on the season. And when the Diamondbacks do face a lefty, he tends to hit pretty high in the order. He's been hitting uh, second a, a fair bit against Southpaws, so. Um, you know, just a little preview here, uh, Pollock leading off Owings and Goldschmidt. Uh, so you get that stack, uh, going, I think that's a pretty good way to, to start constructing your lineup for this evening. Uh, so Owings, Owings, uh, you really don't have to break the bank to go get him. And I like his upside and where he hits in that order. 
Yeah, and I'll, I'll add, uh, if you're going to take a flyer, Elvis Andrus, uh, part of that Texas lineup that I'm thinking is poised for uh, liftoff, and uh, he's not the centerpiece by any means, but certainly a bit piece that, that could be part of some rallies, and why not take a flyer on him tonight? If you're looking for somebody outside the norm, uh, you could certainly build a case for him, given the favorable nature of that matchup for me. We go into the outfield. We're looking for some players here, John. There's one guy over 5,000. That's Bryce Harper, all-world uh, ratings. He's had you a, see his throw last night? Incredible, incredible. Shout Did, out of a I mean, it, it, was, it was against J.J. Hardy, but I, I think it pretty much could have gotten anybody. That was just perfect. Yeah, remarkable <laughs> when you see that uh, those skills on display and... Uh, there, I remember. Did you did you see the Kevin Pillar diving catch the other night? We didn't mention that. That that was, that was stupendous. Uh, Kevin Pillar is so fun to watch. Yeah, he's great. And so is that guy in Tampa, Kiermaier. We got some high flyers in center field, and your guy Adam Jones no slouch either. So there's a, a commercial for the fielding side of the game. But John, we're here to talk <laughs> about hits and runs. And uh, at the top end of this uh, board, we look at Harper, Betts, Stanton. Ben Intendi's crept into the discussion in the top end, which is a bit of a, uh, an interesting circumstance. Marcelo Zuna, AJ Pollock, and then an injury. Uh, then we, we can take a look at this group and see what do you think about th- these names that I've mentioned here? Well, I used, I used bets uh, Tuesday night, and it paid off. I think he went for about 50 FanDuel points. He absolutely blew up. Um, you know, th- this is a tier, and th- I always try to try to get one of these Four thousand and above outfielders into my lineup. So uh, for for my purposes tonight, uh, Pollock is my guy. But uh, Ozuna has found his power stroke in, in you know to a ridiculous degree to start uh, this season. He, you know, I don't know if you saw his home run against uh, I think it was the Rays last week. He almost basically hit it somehow out of the dome. That was just unbelievable. So a uh, ton of pop there at forty one hundred. But uh, for me, if you know among these top guys, I'm probably not going the Harper route just because 5,100 when, when there's this much quality for cheaper, uh, I'm going to lean, uh, the AJ Pollock route here. Well, look at the lines on Ben Intendi the last four games, three for four, two for four, three for six, two for five. Then he had a couple of offers, but I mean, I've got to go for the hot stick in this range. Sure. I'm sticking him in and in, you already mentioned that lineup, that game for a lot of runs uh, scored. I think Boston's going to be at the, the long end of it too. So that means that Ben Intendi could continue this uh, incredible streak of play and so uh, i like to go with a hot stick whenever i can and and uh, maybe apart from the, the other names he's he's the least experienced so maybe i'm counting on his ownership being down a, a tad for pe- people who will go based on na- name recognition in that group sure. john uh below the 30 uh, 4, 000 range rather we got M- M- michael brandley day to day with an ankle but there's some other compelling names in the plus 3500 range let's take it down to uh Avisel garcia and uh, jason worth at 3500 there's about eight or nine names worth speaking about here right uh you know we, we've got guys that are they're hitting in favorable parts of their lineups uh let's see here uh yasmani tomas is a guy that i'm off of tonight he he hasn't fared particularly well against lefties oddly enough uh lorenzo kane i just don't like his matchup yeah. against archer at 3500 uh Avi garcia you uh, twins White Sox game might sneakily uh, help help some teams or help some lineups uh, find their way above the cash line here. I, I think that he's a guy that uh, hits in favorite part of that lineup. Going against Phil Hughes, never a bad thing. Uh, Justin Upton playing in Arizona. Uh, I think he, you know, he remembers his days there. I think that he, uh, at 3,400, I do kind of like Upton. I don't think he's going to be particularly highly owned uh, in, in GPPs or cash. So I, I would definitely consider him. Yeah, I don't like Andrew McCutcheon in this range. That pains me to say because he's one of my favorite players in baseball. But something's happened to him in the last year and a half that he's nowhere it's, near. Something's wrong with the Pirates in yeah, general. I, I don't know what it is uh, because to me, on paper, they look like one of the best uh, batting orders top to bottom at the beginning of the season. Certainly not playing like it. A guy that's worth a mention, though, on the other side of the coin is Jason Worth of the Washington uh, Nationals. This guy's stock <laughs> dropped a little bit in the same period as, as McCutcheon. But I'm thinking he's enjoyed a bit of a rebirth this season in the middle of that potent order and enjoying life uh, with a team that's right where most pundits pick them to be he's been a factor with the power and uh, a part of that offense and uh, again touching on the miley situation uh, i think i'm all over washington in this in that this matchup and worth might as you should be be one of the cheaper <laughs> options that's not a shot across your bow my friend it's just all good fact, as i, I understand <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, below 3500 let's take it 3400 down to 3000 john and uh, any plays in here that might qualify as a quasi-tournament issue 
Um, I think continuing with what you're talking about, as far as the nationals are concerned, Michael Taylor, you'll have to make sure that he's in the lineup, but he has been uh, a decent bit lately. So, uh, he's a right-hander. So, uh, when he does get a lefty, uh, you do have to consider him, uh, Max Kepler. Uh, he's, he's just a quality player that kind of flies under the radar, but he is going against a lefty so that it makes it a little bit tougher to use him in tonight's action. Uh, no more Mazzara. He's another guy that, you know, he's, he's just such a quality player. He's such a quality swing. It's going to start uh, clicking sooner rather than later for him. He's hitting only two thirty on the season, but you know, maybe a matchup against Perdomo kind of, uh, set, sets him straight a little bit and gets him, uh, pointed in the right direction. And then, uh, Keon Broxton has been, uh, pretty hot of late. Obviously he had one of the best nights out of any, anyone, uh, playing last night over fi- or he was sitting at 56 points. Obviously you don't expect that from him, uh, on a nightly basis by any means, but I think that, uh, that Brewers offense is hot and Broxton certainly, uh, fits the bill there. So at 3000, uh, I do like Keon Broxton and two other guys that'll add to the mix and they'll find their way into my lineups are Yasiel Puig and Randall Greichuk. I like the matchups that both these guys have. I've been on the cool story quite a bit. So, uh, that's all you need to know there about the the late night uh, plug-in of Puig, but I'll also throw out Randall Gritchick, who's been pretty productive for St. Louis in the middle of their order and shown a bit of pop lately, and I liked what I saw when he played against the Blue Jays a week or so ago, and a guy that I'll fit in for $3,100 to round out my lineup. And so, John, that takes us through what uh, what we see at the position-by-position position deal. So let's go down and take a look now at uh, how you've constructed your lineup for this evening's play. All right. Uh, let's see here. So uh, starting starting me off at pitcher, uh, I'm going to go with Lance Lynn. I like the matchup going against the Marlins, even though they, they do have you know a few scary bats mixed in there. Uh, Lynn's just been a quality start machine, four straight in a row. I do like his win probability as well, even though he's on the road. Um, catcher, I think I, I have to give a lean to Lucroy. Like I mentioned earlier, uh, I do like Real Muto, but I'm not going to use him against uh, my own pitcher there. So that, that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, going to first base, Paul Goldschmidt, no surprise there. Um, second second and third base, I got a miniature uh, Rays stack here with Brad Miller and Evan Longoria, both guys uh, at 3,000 or less uh, that you know I think both draw uh, really favorable matchups uh, going against uh, the Royals, and then shortstop Owings for the for the reasons I mentioned above. Uh, then moving on to the, the outfield, I have Pollock. He's my expensive one, and then I have a couple cheaper options in, in Jock Peterson and Tommy Pham. Uh, Pham's a guy that that came up recently amid all of the injuries in that Cardinals outfield, and he's really made the most of his opportunities. Clearly trying to stick with the big league club. And I think uh, his matchup tonight against uh, Kohler, I think, makes sense. So, uh, Fam, definitely a tournament-style play here uh, in the mid-2000s, but I think he's worth, worth a look. And I will counter. I, I'm counting on some late night, night magic here. Kenta Maeda, my starting pitcher, not a shock to many if you listen to the rest of the podcast. Not priced as high as I would have expected, given the quality of his matchup against that anemic, uh, despite our protestations, Pittsburgh lineup. Matt Wieters is my catcher tonight. We've covered him off earlier. I made a case for Edwin Encarnacion at first base. Jonathan Villar at second base. Anthony Rendon is my third baseman of note going against again against Wade Miley. I covered that off. Corey Seager rounds out my infield at shortstop. Then I'm looking for lightning in a bottle with Yasiel Puig and Randall Grichik. Uh, surrounding Ryan Braun, my premium outfielder that I've thrown into tonight's mix. John, what about the Rotowire lineup optimizer? What does it show for tonight's games? Uh, the optimizer really likes Chris Archer among among those. Uh, you know, it always kind of has a tendency towards the the uh, top end pitchers, and I think Archer certainly fits that bill uh, tonight. So Archer against the Royals. Uh, lock it in right there. And then uh, we have Jonathan Lucroy uh, behind the plate. We got Chris Davis at first, like we mentioned earlier, nice value at 2,900 for your first baseman. Uh, Ruggie Odor uh, checking in also at 2,900. Uh, moving over to third base, we got Kyle Seeger. We got both the Seeger brothers here, actually. Uh, you know, we got Kyle uh, going against Philly. That, that game we didn't really get into a whole lot, but I think there's some sneaky value plays. Uh, to consider within that one. Uh, as we mentioned, Corey Seager uh, in the shortstop spot. Uh, Got to like his upside going against uh, Chad Cool, particularly you know where he hits in that Dodgers lineup that's going to score a good bit of runs uh, this evening. Outfield consists of George Springer, 
uh, Jock Peterson and Curtis Granderson. Uh, Granderson, I think, is interesting because I think the Mets are, you know, for how big of a media circus mess they are right now, uh, the Giants, baseball-wise, are worse. And, uh, you know, they have, they're going to have Matt Cain going. Obviously, City Field isn't isn't a hitter's haven, per se, but Granderson, 2,500. Uh, he's got that Homer, you know, sort of lottery ticket potential. I, I would like Jay Bruce as well, uh, just uh, just to add on to that. I think the Mets, Mets and the Mariners, uh, both got, both teams that we didn't really get into a whole lot today that I think sneakily have a good bit of value to go. John, you and I are both AL East guys, but why don't we take it to the opposite end of the spectrum before we close out the show? I want your comments on, on the amount of sur- surprise you feel and, uh, at the way that the Dodgers and the Giants have started out. Uh, the Dodgers, one of the best offenses in the league, playing in the most pitcher-friendly park, maybe in the majors. That's a shock to me. And then the Giants, just out of the gate, very, very poorly so far this year, keeping my Jays company at the bottom of the overall standings. Right. The you know the sort of the knock on the Dodgers that for a while, the way or since this core sort of started to solidify, is they get really, really hamstrung against lefties, but. Uh, this year they are right around league average. Uh, they have a 306 weighted on base, which puts them 16th in, in all of baseball. So, you know, if this, if this is a Dodgers team that can remain competent against left-handers with all the lefties that they have in their lineups, that's it. That's a great sign. Um, you know, they obviously always have Kershaw ready to go. Uh, I just think that that's just a, such a quality, talented team. I think the addition of Bellinger into the mix has, has only helped matters. Uh, so that's a really, really strong team uh, from top to bottom. And, you know, once that rotation gets it fully healthy with Ryu and Rich Hill, Rich Hill's a tough guy to uh, to sort of count on at this stage. It seems like there's all when whenever he gets back from one injury, there's another one. But uh, that's just a very complete, well-managed Dodgers team. And, you know, the the Giants, I think, we can agree have been pretty snake bit to start the year with with the mad bum injury and just uh they go out and they spend all this money on mark melanson he blows the first save first save on opening day sort of an omen for how this season has gone for them so the giants really um they're just they're just at a loss right now and i don't really know if they have like a ton of pieces to really sell off at the trade deadline so they're 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 kind of stuck like this for a while in my opinion see that you made a case for me to say the giants and maybe they're toronto toronto west or the toronto yes the window is shut it's crazy how it happens to some of these teams so quickly but uh uh, to our listeners you hear what you get from johnny mckex that's why he's such a great follow at johnny mckex we're going to wind it up there and i'll remind you you can follow him and you can follow me paul bruno at statsman 22 we wish you good luck with all your fantasy play and fan duel picks come back to listen to our pods on a daily basis to get an edge on the competition so long everybody Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.